Welcome to the Washington Union Alliance Church Podcast, an archive of our recorded sermons. We're a Christian and Missionary Alliance Church located in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. For more information, go to wuac.org. Today's message is entitled Leaning into Abundance. Leaning into Abundance. When I think of abundance, I think of something that is overflowing, not just a cup that is full to the top, but one that is pouring over. There are other things that come to mind when I think of overflowing. I think of Scrooge McDuck. Anybody know that person? Uh, Diving into his repository of gold and jewels, and he swims in it. This is from Rescue Rangers from a number of years ago. Uh, you could probably find it on YouTube. But anyway, that idea of abundance, of it just overflowing. Or when I am at Lake Erie and look out across and can't quite see Canada. Or I'm at the Atlantic Ocean and looking out in the vast expanse of the ocean. That's overflowing. That's abundance. What are some pictures that come to your mind when you think of abundance? This is your chance. Let's, let's go again. The night sky. And you see all the stars when we are able to see stars. Uh, that's pretty amazing. What else? Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, there's an abundance. And we usually lean into that abundance uh, pretty well. What? Wedding cookie table. Do you know that there are people in other parts of the country that don't even understand that? Oh, my. I I asked some uh, one of the Amish teachers that I drive students to the school. I said, do you have a cookie table? She looked at me sort of funny. I said that the English have around here have big cookie tables. She said, we mostly have cake and they have we have a lot of cake. What else? Other pictures of abundance? The Aurora Borealis. Yes. Have you ever gotten to see one of those for real? Oh, okay. Just that whole concept. Uh, We had a chance to visit Alaska, but we didn't see the Aurora Borealis when we were there. God's overwhelming love. Yes. All right, so some pictures of abundance. Uh, we, you've heard about uh, drinking from a fire hose. Uh, that would not be very healthy, and it, you'd no way you can take it in. Or I, as a kid, drank from a garden hose. I know it wasn't very sanitary, but that's what we did. Uh, and you drank from the side. You didn't stick it this way because you couldn't handle it all. You couldn't handle it all. It was too much. It was abundant supply, abundant supply. Jesus said that he came to give us an abundant life, an abundant life, not just a let's get by, but an abundant life in him. The apostle Peter knew about the abundant life in Christ. From 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Peter said that God has given us all things that relate to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. 
He didn't say he gave us some things. He said he gave us all things, all things related to his life and excellent to his glory and excellence. So it's all in terms of that relationship to God and our relationship with him. We can have abundance. God gives us that abundant life. This is the picture of abundance with our faith swimming in the ocean of God's glory and excellence. Continuing on in 2 Peter chapter 1, Peter gives a list of seven qualities that will help lead us to experience the abundant life Jesus came to give. If we could show the next slide, uh, and I'm going to be reading from 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, that goes along with what you're seeing. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Let's go on to the next slide. If these qualities are yours and are increasing. You see how I tried to show that increasing? It's going uphill, increasing. Uh, If these qualities are yours and are increasing. In other words, we are called to live out these qualities every day and be adding to them every day. This is to be a part of our life work, adding them to our foundation of faith every day so that we can grow deeper in our faith and live life abundantly. Now, next week, we're going to start digging into each of those seven characteristics or qualities. Uh, But today, I want to just sort of get the joy that is there about leaning into abundance to what God has for us, that he wants for us. So let's go on to that next slide uh, and think of verse 5. Now, for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith supply moral excellence. Would you like to have a closer walk with Jesus? Would you like to experience an exciting, vibrant faith? Do you long for a close, intimate relationship with Jesus? I believe that many people would declare, yes, that's something that they would like. They would like to have. Uh, I want a closer, living, exciting walk with Jesus. And yet the same people are often not interested in investing themselves into that relationship. We may be willing to have Jesus pour out his abundance on us, but we don't really want to have to do anything to uh, move us along in the process. So we'll see the hose out there of abundance, but won't go up to drink. In the early days of the Methodist movement, Charles and John Wesley developed fellowship groups who were to follow certain methods or practices of faith that would help them draw closer to God. Following these methods consistently or methodically, you'll get method in here, They were called Methodist because of the methods that they put into practice every day. Uh, Non-Methodists, in other words, those who weren't called Methodists, we still talk of practicing spiritual disciplines 
like personal prayer, Bible reading, fasting, meditation, and so forth. Those are important things to all types of people, not just Methodists. But it was the Methodists talking about these different things that they would do. Yet for many evangelical Christians, we simply want the blessings that God will pour out without any participation or effort on our part. The Apostle Peter puts that laziness to rest. And that wasn't a pun that I actually intended. Usually I just make mistakes. Uh, But he puts that laziness to rest in verse 5 because he says, applying all diligence in your faith supply. These are words that are talking about digging deeper, leaning in to abundance. So he says, applying all diligence. Applying diligence means going after that relationship with diligence and not just a smattering of periodic diligence, meaning I try hard for Sundays and leave it the rest of the week and then come back on Sunday and try again. It's not that up and down. It's not that roller coaster. It's saying we give ourselves diligently. We go after this. Uh, our, that uh, we go all in, so to speak. So we dig in with diligence. Verse 5 starts out, for this very reason. So it's linking the things that he's telling us in verse 5 to what was taking place in verse 4, where God granted us everything by his divine power or through God alone. God granted us everything related to life and godliness, our spiritual life, forgiveness, vitality. All of these things are gifts from God and are given in abundance. Furthermore, he has given us his precious and magnificent promises that are so great that he enables us to become partakers of the divine nature. Not that we become divine, but that we uh, with him can turn away from sin by his power and turn to God with all of our hearts. And all of this he's giving to us in abundance, abundance, abundance to all those who will receive it and apply the abundance diligently. Uh, Looking back at that illustration of the ocean, I'm always overwhelmed when I see the beauty and the vastness of the ocean. But if I only saw the ocean from an airplane, I could look down and see, like when I've traveled, uh, see the ocean. It's interesting, but it's just not quite the same. When you get down and you are there, and you see it, you touch it, uh, to see the vastness. If I only look from afar, I don't experience its abundance. If I don't listen to the sounds of the crashing waves on the surf, or feel the power of the waves rushing up on the sand and then sucking back out into the deep, uh, if I don't feel those things, uh, if I only stay in the super shallow parts where the crashing waves make us fearful, instead of swimming a little beyond the breakers where you can lie back in peace and float on the waves. I can't float in regular pools, but I can float out in the ocean. And and I love that. If I haven't done those things, then I haven't experienced the abundance of the ocean. And for marine biologists and oceanographers, my paltry descriptions of what I consider abundance for the ocean is just a drop in the bucket. The ocean is amazing, enormous, vast. That's abundance. Uh, 
In the words of the old gospel song, we as believers need to launch out into the deep. Let the shorelines go. Launch out, launch out in the ocean divine. Out where the full tides flow. Now, for those who aren't really into swimming, that sounds very scary. But to experience the fullness, we have to go further, further. So imagine that you're there, you're safe, and when you get out of the boat, Jesus is there to hold you by the hand. Go out into the deep with Jesus. Peter calls us to apply diligently these seven qualities or practices described in this passage. Now, as I study the words that are included here and translated, apply all diligence, I was fascinated to discover two words of much greater depth than I imagined them to be when I just read the English translation. The word for applying, it says apply in all diligence. The word for applying means to bring alongside or to exhibit in addition. In one sense, it refers back to the precious promises of God, and it's saying to bring alongside those promises, those realities, to bring alongside a diligence of heart and practice. God has the reality and we can dive into it. And the word for diligence is more than just being careful to follow the steps laid out for us or even of being responsible. If we're diligent, we're responsible to do things. There is an attitude of desire that is in, included. The word speaks of moving with haste, doing this quickly and earnestly, not putting it off until a more convenient time, but diving in now, applying diligence. Uh, it's to bring alongside our effort to dive into the fullness of our relationship with God. Because of God's amazing uh, grace and his abundant blessings, his magnificent promises, let's be all about digging in to the blessings, about experiencing the life that he has for us, that he is calling us to live, about running into the arms of Jesus who loves us so, applying all diligence. Then he says, in your faith, supply. And then it starts the list of seven characteristics. We'll get to those characteristics uh, in the weeks to come. But today we want to understand Peter's challenge of urgency, of embracing the abundance of Jesus. So let's focus on this phrase, in your faith supply. Or we could translate this, on your faith supply. Or to your faith Add these characteristics with abundance. That's the idea that's there. It's important to observe that faith is the foundation. Faith is the foundation. A person who has no faith in God can practice these seven qualities. They may even do them pretty well, but they will never experience the abundant life that Jesus offers outside of faith. Faith comes first. It is foundational. Do you know Jesus? Have you trusted in Jesus? Do you know him? He reaches out to you. You can run into his arms by faith. All seven qualities are applications of faith, or they could be called building blocks that are added on top of the foundation of faith. Let's go ahead to the next slide. We see the, the pyramid again. 
just as a representation of this passage. The pyramid shows the seven qualities built on the foundation of faith. You see the faith down at the bottom. It's the foundation. If it's not there, it's all going to crumble. Uh, the foundation of faith and then the others uh, are on top of that. But you notice that there's a plus sign. There's a plus sign. Uh, these pluses signify Peter's exhortation to add these practices to your faith. Add this and then add this, add this. Uh, the, each of the qualities build on faith, but they also build on one another. Let's go to the next slide. Back to the thoughts of abundance. This word translated supply means to supply further or to supply in addition, especially with a sense of abundance going over the top, over and beyond the minimum expectations. In the days of Jesus and in the centuries before he walked the earth, uh, Greek plays, Greek dramas were a high point of social culture. Uh, some of the ones that are famous that you may have heard of in school, uh, the Odyssey, Oedipus Rex, uh, I never liked that one, and Antigone. Uh, but these were well known and they were performed with excellence. And when the plays were being presented in a local city, they would, the troops would travel from place to place, the, the acting troops would travel from place to place. And if they had done a great job over here and the the, um, all the props and everything were wonderful. They go to the next city. The city leaders would at, seek a financial benefactor who can help us do greater. And they would do even more lavish props, more lavish costumes to make it even better than the one before. And then the next place, they try to outdo the other. And they would try to just dive in as much as they could with the financial backing of someone that could do this with abundance. Abundance. They were leaning into it. Uh, this idea of supplying the needs of the performance that the benefactor would give is the same word for supply, uh, for our supply uh, in this, this verse. The word in our verse for supply is the same one used for the backers who would seek to lavishly provide over and above what was expected, each backer wanting to outdo all those who had come before them. Uh, so the sets and the costumes were amazing because of this abundant supply. To your faith, add with abundance the following virtues or qualities. And don't just give the minimum. Don't just say, well, yeah, I'll think about that one for a few seconds. But it's give ourselves, give ourselves abundantly to this. Uh, don't just give the minimum. Heap on the attributes. Supply them lavishly. Add them with abundance. Or in the words of my father-in-law, he would say, give it to her. So that's what we're going to do. Give it to her in terms of diving into all that Jesus has for us. So when you live your Christian life, which has been uh, so powerfully provided and blessed by God, Rejoice in his blessing and embrace his fullness by diving deeply into your faith. Apply with all diligence these practices, building on top of your faith with extravagance. Now, don't misunderstand. Peter is not saying that you earn a deeper relationship by doing these things, but rather that 
you are giving yourself to the practice of these qualities, enabling you to perceive, to understand, to experience the abundant life in Jesus. And this diving in is so important that Peter promises an abundant outcome. Verse 8, For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the promise of a fruitful, even abundant Christian life and experience. Do you long for something more in your relationship with God? Do you desire a life with Jesus that will be effective both for you and for those around you? Are you tired of feeling powerless? Are you tired of feeling like a failure in your Christian walk? Are you tired of settling for a lovely Christian life on the sands of the beach without ever diving into the ocean of God's fullness? Launch out. Launch out into the deep with Jesus. Let's pray.